Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Jesus. We have a journey set for the month of August, and we are preparing the house. And we are preparing because we have this clear perception in our hearts that the month of September on, we're going to experience an explosive increase. This is more than a catchy phrase, and I don't want to just you wonder about uh, when this is going to happen. I'm telling you even when it's going to happen. September, we're going to have an explosive increase. And I know that in order for us to dive into that season, to see God's move, our culture, our language... Our DNA needs to be very well established. So the month of August, we're going to go together in some of the features and more specifically values. That's, by the way, the theme of my message today. The values that makes Vine Church, Vine Church, and should make you, your family, your family. That makes your business that type of business, values that determines who you are. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, fill this room. We already praise, we worship, we yield to you through every song we sing, through the expressions of giving God. But now we need to receive revelation. Revelation. God, this is beyond what my words can achieve my communication skills can provide to bring oneness, to bring a sense of unity, God. Only you can do that. So fill this room, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts. Let every, let every family in this place, every businessman and woman, God, be in power in a sense of oneness. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid. Come on, give a hand to my English right now. <laughs> deoxyribonucleic acid. That's such a challenge word to say. Which everybody knows what stands for, right? Is what makes that a particular feature in your family to pass on, right? To be passed on to the next generations. It makes us keep some similar traits, which definitely, you know, evoke the uh, kind of corny joke that two DNA molecules bumped to each other and they were mad because they were saying at the same time the same word, stop copying me, which has no fun at all. So one of the greatest challenges in the church is oneness. And this is much more than unity or uniformity is a spirit of teamwork. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come to see you or I am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. Oh, I remember this expression, standing firm, last week, Pastor. You told us that standing firm is a battle position from Ephesians chapter 6. Anybody home here remember what we said about standing firm? 
So he's standing firm in one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. New Living Translation says fighting together. So it's totally related to what we shared last week. Now, the original word for striving side by side is actually just one word. It is sunathlio. Sunathlio. Reminds you the word athlio, athlete. Because that's the image. We're more than a band just because we have fun playing and singing together. We are a team looking for the same goal, looking for the same reward. We are a battalion, a team that plays together to conquer the same goal. And I don't know if you ever play in a team. I played a couple of years in my life. I don't look like, but I was an athlete just like most of my family with the exception of the oldest one. They never like to play. But you probably heard about my stories that when we have gathering, by the way, this year, Christmas, finally, we're going to gather the family all together. We're so excited because I'm scheduling right now the marathon on December the 25th. That's how we gather in my family. When the Christmas day, we don't exchange gifts. We challenge each other in a marathon race. It's true. Some brothers here had a chance to be part of that. So if you've ever been in a team... You know that what matters is the sense of unity. The team sometimes doesn't have the best player, but if they have a strong spirit, they prevail. We have to speak the same thing, to be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. And again, there is a difference between unity and oneness. And the best model that comes to my mind is the group of potatoes. What is unity? Unity is the union of potatoes in the same bag, in the same box. This is unity. Union is good because with it, we can transport the potatoes at the same time. But unity is useful to a certain point. You plant the potatoes, you harvest them, then you put them together in a great little building box. And you make them to move around. It is sad, but these are the churches that are driven by bodies, driven by buildings, and driven by budgets. And so unity cannot be our final goal. Unity our potatoes put together in a box. But God is calling us for oneness. And oneness is when potatoes are reaped, harvest, peeled, boiled, and smashed together. They become one unity. They become that delicious, creamy, buttery mashed potato. So I came from a church like that. So this is not a utopia. I had experienced that. And I know it is possible to have oneness. But as you can see in my illustration, oneness costs. Costs 
your comfort because we all we're going to evangelize costs our privacy the potatoes had to be peeled off of their self-righteousness and excuses it costs our preferences we're going to be boiled together in the heat of unity crushed mashed to find the same heart to find the same mind it costs our individuality so praised and adored in this nation. But we will become one, guys. So raw potatoes cannot be mixed. Only those who have passed through the fire of the Lord and are broken and learn to renounce their own ego. They can be mixed together in one heart, in one soul. And I really recognize the cost of this but I know the reward of it I had experience in the past and I know the Lord has this in store for us and it's not by chance that the enemy resists our oneness so much because one day the devil had a foretaste of what oneness can achieve in Genesis chapter 11 we uh, hear about the story of the uh, tower of Babel the length of the story does not represent how important that parable or story really means it is a counter example but it's still working the principle is still active Genesis 11 verse 6 says and the Lord said behold they are one people and they have all one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. So what a power we can achieve with oneness. In physics, we call this synergy. It's the potential of Two weak parts uniting together and instead of adding on, summing up forces, they multiply forces. Language in unity gives this power. That gave those people the possibility to achieve the impossible. So, in one hand, we have this counter example of the Tower of Babel. But the right example is what happened in Acts chapter 1 and 2. When the people were gathered together in one spirit and they started to pray. And now they were speaking different idioms, but the same language, the language of the spirit. And thousands of people Thousands of people in one single day. The Bible says 3,000 people got saved. Because there were a group of brothers. More specifically, 1, 2, 3, 3, 120 people. Gathered, seated down with an expectation to experience the move of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 18, verse 19. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree agree on earth about anything they ask 
will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Anything? Verse 24, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Agree together. The word agree in the New Testament is the Greek word, listen, symphoneo, which reminds you of which word? Symphony. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, by the name. That name that binds on earth everything that is in heaven. That name, when we agree, that all of you agree, symphony. That you all symphony. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. You can play different instruments, but in the symphony, we play the same music. We all play the same music. They are there in the same temple, in the same tone, under the same direction of the conductor, which, by the way, is not the pastor, is the very Holy Spirit. Because as I speak, I merely stir up. What God is already speaking to your heart. I just confirm. I just uh, um, reiterate. Make sure that what you listen, maybe as a whisper, now is being amplified through the speakers. That the Lord will use you this semester. That you will be increased in an explosive manner. We need oneness. Agreement to play in the same tone and achieve the same rhythm that explains why the disciples had every prayer they prayed answered even the craziest of one like when Peter was in jail and the brothers had no hope anymore they prayed together in oneness and God could not resist the prayer and send an angel to wake up Peter in the middle of the night and deliver him we can see that the move of God is directly related to the spirit of oneness in a church, in a family, in a marriage, and in a business. The move of God, it is simple as that, does not manifest where there is no oneness. Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 4. We're called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. We keep a certain level of individuality, but all with the same DNA. Say amen, everybody. So... Before this service, I could clearly perceive a resistance for this message. It's spiritual. Because what the Lord is building uh, in our church will be multiplied. Will be as a reference for other moves of God. In this city, in this town. But we need to be responsive. So even if your eyes are heavy... 
Or if your mind is distracted, do yourself a favor and help us right now. Stand firm. Stand firm because the Lord is making us to stand in one heart. Say amen, everybody. Now, I want to start our series on values, and probably I would not have time enough to cover all of them. But I want to start with our statement of vision. Most of you guys already know this, heard us speaking portions of this vision here and there. But the vision of Vine Church is not something that we are uh, discerning, developing, or making happen. We had this from the very beginning in uh, September, uh, September 2012 when we started this church. We are passionate to build a church of overcomers. Where every member is a minister. In every house, in every business, they are an extension of the church. And only then we're going to conquer our generation and the next through life groups that multiply. Say amen, everybody. Say with me. The passion of my church is to be a church of overcomers. Where every house, every business is an extension of that church. Let me speak a little bit about that point. Each house and business the extension of the church. I want to stress that all the principles we're going to share here in this series is completely applicable to your family. You can Monday morning go and apply those principles in your business and you're going to see God's moving in a manifested manner, in a tangible, perceivable manner in your business. Now, one of the constant questions that pastors always receive is about the list of priorities. And the classic lists always come. First, God. Right, pastor? Then my family. Then my business. And then the church. But if you're a little bit more committed, maybe your list is just a little bit different. You say, first God, then my family, then the church, and finally my business. However, this is such a wrong mindset. The apostles will never place God in a list. Put Jesus in a category of lists is almost blasphemy. That's why we call Him holy. The word holy means He cannot be categorized. He cannot be set into one of the drawers of priorities. Acts chapter 17 28, Paul preaching to the Athenians, he says, For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are all indeed his offspring. Jesus is the actual, the center, the cornerstone, the firm foundation. God is the primary and supreme, only Lord of our lives. And everything we do should reflect and will reflect this relationship we have with Him. And since the church is Christ's body, since the church is the symbol of this relationship with God, therefore I can say 
that the way you relate to your church will reflect the way you deal with your family and the way you deal with your business. It's simple like that. If you don't make God first place, and here I'm very clear, if the life of the church is not one of your highest priorities, everything else crumbles. Because the church is the body of Christ. This is not an illustration. This is an actual value in the Bible. All right. And that's why we need to be known as a type of people. As people bumps on us in the grocery store. As we are in the bank to pay our bills and somebody recognizes us. People should know us by the values we cherish. So Vine Church has 10 core values. Say with me, 10. I know it's a lot. And that's why I know I'm not going to be able to cover them all. We like to call them the 10 C values. And you're going to know why they are all C. Core values. These define who we are. 10 central principles that we represent who your family is meant to be. 10 core standards by which your business will be known in Southwest Florida. 10 criteria each one of us will value and embrace as what makes us stand out in our college campus, in our high school. We like to call them the 10 C values. And like I say, it's not about a list. But the number one will always be Christ. It's always Christ. Romans chapter 11 verse 36. For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. Through Him be glory forever. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. It's all about Jesus. There's no place where... You know, ego and showman in this platform, in our life groups. We want to give the reward of His sacrifice. We want to be the delight of His heart. There is no greater supreme primary than Jesus in our lives. Everything we do is to glorify Jesus and bring Him that praise. 1 Corinthians 8, 6. Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom we, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, in one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all are all things, and through whom we exist. Jesus Christ is our Lord, is our God, is our Savior, is our friend. He opened the way. It's all about Jesus. Amen, everybody. Amen. This is a value in this church. I like you a lot. I really want you to be blessed. But during the worship time, you are not the center in this church. It's not how you feel about the song or even the volume. I'm sorry, the volume you might tweak a little bit, but not about the content. The content, how you feel. No, no, no. It's about Christ. Yeah. Pastor, but would it be better? Yeah, your idea 
has Christ in the center? Is Christ being valued above your preferences or not? Christ is our value. Now, this doesn't mean we don't want to be captivating, which is a second value for this church. We want to be contemporary, but never worldly. We want to be attractive as a good perfume. Now, we know that there are so many ways to attract people. Social work, schools, crusades. We can never deny now social media marketing, even though I tried. It really works. People gather because of good marketing campaign. These all are valid strategies, but we understand that our captivating power is the very life of Christ flowing within us. John 15, verse 5. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I am in him, he is, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So we could call vine groups. We could call friends groups, small groups. But we intentionally decided to choose life groups. Life groups because we want to be life-giving groups. But which life we're talking about? The life that comes from the true vine. The life, the sap that flows and is irresistible. It's impossible to not feel the juice, the fragrance, the sweetness of His life. It is the life that we need to be enough to bear much fruit. The same chapter of John, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. What is the life that flows in your marriage? It's just the life you inherited from your parents. And you're trying to apply the same wrong mistakes that they did. And barely survive those years of marriage. Now, we understood as a captivating creative church, the importance of doing anything, and I mean anything that is short of sin in order to win the lost world. We learned that with Apostle Paul himself, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 22. To the weak, he said, I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that by all means, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel. That I may share with them in its blessing. Say amen, everybody. So we want and we will be as creative as possible. We want to be all things to all people by all means in order to save some. That's a value for us. So if you come to Vine Church 
after two years, you probably will find, you probably will not find the same church two years ago. We are not the same church of 10 years ago. We can't be. We're not allowed to be. Because the life of Jesus flow within us. Your family cannot be the same. Your marriage at the end of this year cannot be the same. Your business at the end of this year cannot be the same. We are captivating. This is a value for us. The life of God flows within us. And it's a creative, captivating life. Come on, somebody. Which brings me to the third and probably the only one I'll be able to cover today. We also value the value of conquering. This is a value for us. It's our spirit, our attitude to be an overcomer as a church. That's our passion. We see ourselves as victorious. We are not saved to keep licking our wounds. We are saved to stand beside Jesus in the highly places. Because we are in Christ. As He is, we are in this world. And He is a conqueror. So we can stand today as overcomers. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21. The one who conquers. I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father in his throne. So victory is not only for heaven. Victory is for us now. And we don't conquer by force. We conquer how we were conquered. We were conquered by His love. We are more than conquerors because of His love. Romans chapter 8, 37. In all these things. And we have the list there in Romans. Tribulation, distress, persecution, danger, spiritual powers. Whatever it is, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us. That's how we conquer. That's how we grow. That's how we advance. In Christ, there is no defeat. We conquer people by the perfume of the gospel. It's just in the sense of being captured. Because we were captured. Because we were not entangled by the ropes of love. We do the same now. We chase the people not with the message of condemnation, but the message that loved us. Let me read this with you guys and probably be able to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Say with me, in Christ. I am, we are, always led in triumph. And through us, He spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved. And among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. 
who is sufficient for these things. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. I don't know all the details of your struggle right now, what you are going through. I don't know the problem you are experiencing in your finances. The hardship of communicating with your kids. And maybe somebody may watch us online, even from the hospital bed. However, in Christ, no matter what are our circumstances, we are always, always victorious. This is not a hyperbole. This is not an exaggeration. This is truth. Not occasionally. Not sometimes, but always we are in triumph in Christ. So no matter if you are healthy or not, you are in triumph. No matter if you are sick or not, you are triumphant. No matter if you have money or if you are lacking, you are in triumph. Sometimes, and mainly this, the, the image that comes to my mind is my mom. She loves perfume, those very... Women, sweet, strong perfume. And I can paint her image in my mind just with some smells that is very similar that, that she likes. Um, and if you ever been in a place where someone really uses that strong perfume, it really can captivate you or repulse you depending on their smell. Bible commentators refers to this passage here related to the Romans generals that will return to Rome in victory. And they will be received by the shouts of bravos and triumphal procession when people will be throwing on the parade wreath of flowers. And sometimes garlands and even some jars of incense. Some prisoners will be right behind the general. And they were well dressed in a new posture. They were conquered by the Romans. But they decided to vow allegiance to the empire. They were signed up now as part of the ecclesia of the, Romes, of the Romans. But right behind them, there were another procession with people dragging heavy chains on their feet and hands. Those will be executed. They were the rebellious. And the Romans did not believe they could trust those prisoners. Both prisoners... Both conquered. One, the smell of the flowers were a aroma of life for life, of victory. For the other, it was a smell of death for death. One became part of the ecclesia, which later on Jesus was going to use in Matthew chapter 16 as a symbol of the church. 
those that represent God, the real and true kingdom on earth. For, the, for those, the gospel, the message, is an aroma of life for life. But I don't know if you ever had the chance to preach the gospel to some people. And instead of being happy with you, they turn against you. That is a possibility. And if you're really taking serious what we are preaching here, this will happen with some of you this semester. That's okay. For you, the gospel is an aroma of life. For them, like Jesus said, it's just a Roman of death for death. We want to conquer. We want to be captivating. But above all, it's all about Jesus. This is part of our DNA, everybody. I have seven of their values to cover. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Let me invite you to stand up. Just would like to close... Jesus, help me. There is a burden in our, in our hearts. This is going to be a fast one. I want you to listen to this standing because we're going to be very fast. All these values is to make us, Vine Church, a movement. I'll repeat that. We want to be a movement, an inspiration, a voice that inspires other ministries and other families. We want to conquer our city. Let me say very fast about this fourth value for you guys. You could live anywhere in this world. You could be born any other family. But God made you to be born in this generation, in this time... And decided to stir your heart to live in Fort Myers, Southwest Florida. The Bible promises that the, when Jesus were ra uh, raised to the heavens. He said, you will receive power, Acts 1.8. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witness in a city. And in a region... And then to the end of the earth. Jerusalem is our Fort Myers. Samaria is Lee County in Southwest Florida. That's the only way we're going to reach the end of the earth. Our mission is to conquer all generations of Southwest Florida and beyond. By making overcoming disciples through life groups that multiply. I love my city. I love this melting pot of diverse culture we have here in Southwest Florida. This is our city that will be flooded with the love of God, with the power of the gospel. 